Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Continuing with previous messages. It was talking about marriage. Verse 13. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. Now you see it's marriage. Because Adam and Eve, they were couples, right? So the, 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 the context was saying, it's, it helps you to see that it was talking about husband and wife. If you take us to the New Living Translation, you'll see it there. Let's go to verse 11 in New Living Translation. It said, women should learn quietly and submissively. Amen. Verse 12. I do not let women teach men or have authority over them. Let them listen to them. Verse 13. For God made Adam first, and afterward he made Eve. In other words, the man came first, so he's the leader. That in no way is suggesting that the woman is inferior. No. The Bible does not advocate inferiority to women. The woman's place is very important, but that place is not the place of leadership. And when um, um, you are a woman and you are very domineering and very controlling, and you get a man who is very quiet and all you want to do is, you know, rule him in the house, give orders and do all that, it will work for a while. Because he's quiet, but deep in him, there's this thing that says, you can't be treating me like that. That is why... You know, some marriages, one day the man just gets up and starts behaving strangely, and the woman is surprised because the man has been quiet all along, but you can't treat a man like that. No man will stay with you forever unless you show him great respect. That is why you don't marry a man you don't respect. Don't marry a man you can control because you can't keep him. Amen. Verse 14. And it was not Adam who was deceived, by Satan. The woman was deceived and sin was the result. Paul was referring the church to the Garden of Eden. Who did God give the command to? Adam. Who did Satan talk to? Eve. Hello? Because Satan always wants to create disorder. Satan always wants to violate the order in the house. And when the devil came and started talking to the woman... The woman should have said, you know what, I'm not the right person to talk to. My husband is around. Let me bring him so that you can talk to him. But right in the garden, we see disorderliness that brought the fall. That is why Adam got angry and told God, if not for the woman you brought, I would have just been fine. Because the woman did not receive the instructions from God. It was... The man, God gave the instruction. Hello? But when we have women who, you know, there are some homes when you go and knock at the door, it's the woman who will come out. And then she'll, she will bombard you with questions. Who are you looking for? Why are you looking for him? Where are you coming from? What is your name? And then based on the answers you give, she can tell you, my husband is not around. <laughs> because in that home, the woman is the boss. And the woman can decide, you are not seeing that guy. Fine now. That is very dangerous to a long-lasting marriage. Very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. Because men have this ego in them. One thing you cannot take, you cannot do to a man and get away with it is to disrespect him. To a woman, 
You want a man that will love you deeply and truly respect. That is why sometimes, I always say this to married women, I said, you see, there are bad girls out there and they know exactly what men want. And when you are talking to him anyhow, treating him anyhow, misbehaving towards him, treating him like the worst thing in the world, you look at the husband and say, you too, are you a man or you, are you calling yourself a man? Then he meets this girl, bad girl, hello, who is so caring, so respectful, you know, not like they are truly respectful, but they, they can fake it. <laughs> because they know exactly what they are looking for. They want to take your husband from you. They want to take your husband from you. Because what you don't give your husband, they know how to give it. And so they start treating the man with so much respect. Oh, what will you eat? Oh, will you like this food? Oh, will you like this kind of food? Meanwhile, the man, when he comes home, the wife says, oh, your food is in the fridge. Anytime you're hungry, you can go and eat it and eat even if you are not hungry, you can be there. I don't care. <laughs> For some people, it's even worse. When they go home, there's not even any food. The woman said, me, I was tired. You, there's, there's food in the uh, kitchen you can cook yourself. Who said, a man, who said a woman should be cooking every day? Even if you are tired, you couldn't cook. The way you say it and the way you go about it will let the man know that this is not disrespect. That this is not disrespect. And then here is the guy. He's in town. And for, the, for a long time in his life, he's saying, hey, what is going on? I didn't know I was so important. See the way this lady is treating me. He set the table, you know, while he's eating, he's finding her, finding him. his <laughs> face. So, <laughs> you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and after the man has finished eating, now he doesn't want to go home. Be- because, because he knows that when he gets home, the insults and the, the, the way he's treated, and he looks at the kind of joy in this strange house. It's not his house, but he's just happy here. Hallelujah. <laughs> and before you long, that good man is slipping through your fingers because you don't know how to take care of a man. You know, I always tell women, I said, Men are very easy to tame. If you know what they like, if you know what they like, huh? they can do anything for you. And when a man is crazily in love with you, he can do anything for you. He wash your panties for you, do everything for you. And he doesn't care because he, you, have, you, have, you have won his heart. And he won't look at any lady twice. Amen. I know unbeliever men who don't commit adultery. Unbeliever, not that the word of God or church or pastor will see it. They don't have any law saying they shouldn't, but the way the wife takes care of him. Proverbs 12, verse 4. Give, take me to 12, verse 4. This is not part of my notes, but take me there. Okay, that's it. It says, An excellent wife is, a, is the crown of a husband. Now, a crown is what kings wear. It's a symbol of royalty. And my understanding of this scripture is if you can treat your husband like a king, he will treat you like a queen. He will love you so well. So, so, so well. Amen. But when you treat him like a rag, one day he will leave you. So, Pastor, why are you talking like that? I'm just telling you the truth. I'm just telling you the truth. The man you don't respect will not be with you forever. Amen. 
So please tell your husband the truth, but say it well. Say it in a respectful way. Treat him with respect. Even when you are offended at him. And the, and the real test of, of respect is offense. The real test of respect is offense. You can't tell whether somebody respects you enough until you offend him. And you can be angry, but tell your husband what he did is wrong in a very respectful way. Don't insult him. Because if you insult him, he will react in different ways. Because you are touching on his ego. Amen. Don't compare him to other men. Hello? All right. The next difference between the male and the female, very important one. Men are very sensitive to what they see. Women are sensitive to what they hear. Hallelujah. Last Friday, I was talking to the couples. One very important thing that married women need to know. Men are very sensitive to what they see. And men, they like nice things. So you have to look nice. Because there's somebody out there who is trying to get his attention, your husband's attention, by looking nice also. Women are very sensitive to what they hear, what they hear. So, you are a man and you are married, you must understand the power of words. You do things for your wife because you love her, but don't just assume that because you did the thing, she should know that you loved her, that is why you did it. Hello? You should tell her that it is you, because you love her, that's why you are doing what you are doing. Because for women, words make more effect and impact than anything else in the marriage. Your words. Your words. Hello? So married counselors um, always advocate that men should always constantly express their love for their wives verbally all the time. That means... Literally speaking, many times in the day. Is everyone hearing me? They are not responding. <laughs> Verbal expression of your love for your wife, very important. Your wife needs to hear from you that you love her. Your wife needs to hear from you that she's beautiful. Because there are some bad men out there who could be telling her this. And they could be winning your wife's heart from you. Women tend to gravitate towards men who appreciate them verbally. Research has found that out. Women tend to hang around men who appreciate them verbally. Every man hearing me? Is every man hearing me? So don't just be saying in your mind, wow, that dress, my wife wore is nice. Wow, my wife's hairstyle is fantastic. Don't just be saying in your mind, you have to tell her, Hallelujah. I said you should do what? Tell her she's beautiful. You love her so much. Now, have you, do, you, do, you, do you now understand why all the guys who lie, they get the best girls to marry? In fact, and the guy doesn't mean anything he's saying, no. He said, I'll kill myself for you. <laughs> and the woman goes like, hey, you kill yourself for me. Because they really don't, they really, they really don't care about Anything else, just say it. So all the guys who are liars, they always get good girls. I just read there, you know, and lie and lie and lie and lie and tell all the big things. Tell her all the big things. Make her big promises. 
You know, when I marry you, I'll take you to Chicago. I'll take you to Las Vegas. I'll take you to Las Palmas. I'll do Meanwhile, the money you take to taxi to visit the girl, cry, you burn it. But just, the, the guy is speaking big words. And the lady is crazily. Why? Because words are very important to women. Hello? So when you marry this good woman in your house, in your life, tell her some good things all the time. Tell her good things. Amen. I'm not saying you should be lying to her, but tell her good things. But if once in a while you lie, there's, there's nothing wrong about it, but tell her good things. <laughs> Hallelujah. Tell your wife some good things. If she cooks and the food is nice, say it. Because I, I realize the men, when the food is not nice, they will complain. Sir, today they are. Do you know? Ah. But when the food is nice, keep quiet. <laughs> Me, I don't do that. Ask my wife. I don't do that. When the food is good, <laughs> praise the Lord. If her dressing is nice, say it. Amen. Because women derive a lot of confidence from what their husband tells them. Hello? Women derive a lot of confidence from what their husband tells them. So, they, they, they need your words. They need that. Because you don't want to keep quiet all the time until she falls into the hand of a man who starts telling her all the wonderful things. You know, there are some men, the only women they want to sleep with is married women. And they know how to get them. They know how to say, which you are not saying. Hello? Don't criticize your wife every day. You don't criticize your wife's food. Criticize everything she does. Criticize her. Criti- don't fight for with your wife all the time. No, you are not helping her confidence. You are damaging her sense of pride and, and importance when you criticize unnecessarily. If you have to criticize your wife, it should be very objective. But I've come to realize that if you are somebody who always praises people, the day you are criticizing them, they will know that you are not biased. Amen. Criticize your wife in everything that she does. When she does good things, you are quiet. When she does the wrong thing, you talk and talk and talk and talk. Let's go to the next. No, I didn't finish with this. I didn't finish with this. I need to talk about this. Whilst women thrive on words, men, they thrive on what they see. So if you're a married woman... Don't say, oh, finally I'm married. So the same nice woman the man saw and decided to marry you, now you are not like that anymore. Every time you are looking very something I don't want to say. Always looking horrible in the house. Don't take good care of yourself. The only time you try to look good a little is when you are going out because you want to look nice to people. No, I'm not saying nice to men. I'm saying nice to people. Everybody, when we are going out, we want to look decent, isn't it? But your husband at home also wants to look at a very nice wife. Because there are bad girls out there who know the weakness of the man. And they know how to dress and be going up and down in the man's face. Hello? Yeah. Bad girls. They want to take your husband. The dress, leave certain parts showing because men, when they see certain things, their brain begins to perform acrobatics. <laughs> Hello? 
So, these bad girls, they know how to dress, leave their breasts showing, leave some parts showing, and then they are going up and down in front of your husband. Meanwhile, when he came back home, you were wearing magzi, as if you were a Catholic nun. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the man is beginning to have problems. Because here, here is the man married, but now he's in prison. You can't see anything nice. But I want every woman to know here, there's difference between dressing at home and dressing when you go out. When you are going out, you're supposed to look very decent. You don't dress going out, exposing your breasts and all parts of your body. That's not a honorable woman. That's not a way good women should marry. That's not a way good women should dress. Sorry about that. Good women, when you are going out, dress honorably. So that young, young boys will not be calling you up and down. Because sometimes the way you dress alone, it makes men to know they can just call you. But when you are home with your husband alone, eh, you should look a little bit sexy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Wear something attractive, something that makes you look young. No, this one is an offering. Put it there. Put it inside. No, once he comes here, he doesn't go. <laughs> Amen. It will open doors for your marriage in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, look nice. Look attractive. Look beautiful. Keep yourself looking nice all the time. Amen. Don't be at home and just be dirty. Be, just be dead, nasty. Your hair is just basa. Your, everything is basa. Because by the time the man is seeing any temptations, he should be able to tell himself, oh, but I have some in the house. What's the problem? I want us to look at the primary basic needs of men and women. The primary basic needs of a man. Hallelujah. When I say needs, I'm not talking about material needs. I'm talking about emotional needs. Hello? Your husband is a man. And there are things that makes him happy. There are things that are necessary for him to feel fulfilled. And I want you to listen to them. Number one, I've said some of them already. Number one, respect is an indispensable need in the life of a man. Respect. Number two, acceptance. Acceptance means you like him for who he is. You're not comparing with another. You're not trying to change him over to fit another male figure that you had. You don't compare your husband with your former boyfriend or with your father or with your boss at work or even with your pastor. Hello? Good. Don't tell your husband to dress like your pastor. Your pastor is not your husband. Your pastor has a wife. Amen. And I dress, I wear what my wife likes. So let your husband wear what you like. Don't compare your husband with people. Hello? The third primary basic need in a man is praise. Men love to be praised. Men don't like women who nag and criticize. By the time he gets home, it is bombardment with criticism from morning till evening. Men don't hang around women who nag. Hello? Right. Very important. Men love to be praised. So this is what I say to most women. Look for something good your husband is doing 
raise him for it. And the other ones he's not doing, he'll start doing them. Hello? Look for something good. Your husband is doing, praise him for it. The other ones he's not doing, he'll start doing them. But most of the time, what women do, most women do is the good thing your husband did, don't talk about it. You don't praise him for it. You only criticize what he didn't do. And it doesn't help most men. The fourth basic need in a, in a man's life is an attractive woman. I've said about that also. Men always are attracted by attractive people. Hello? So look attractive, but that is not all. Respect him. Because men are attracted to attractive women, but they are kept by respect. That is why sometimes you can see very beautiful ladies. Men don't stay with them for long. They come and go. Why? Because they were attracted by your beauty, but they will stay because of your character. They will stay because of your character. If you are beautiful, but you don't have character, they will come and go. And before long, you realize that the beauty too, it will not be there forever. By the time you are hitting 55, you realize that your beauty is fading. Beauty is good, but add character to it. The fifth basic need of a man is sexual fulfillment. Hello? This one, I won't say anything about it because, and those who are not married yet, you are too young to hear that. And so, I'll leave that. Amen. Sexual fulfillment. The last basic need of a man is moral support and encouragement. All right. I can see some people are writing. Moral and support and encouragement. One thing a man will never forget is how the wife handled him during some difficult times in his life, especially when he lost his job. If you're a woman here, you are married, listen to this. Your husband loses his job, that's the best time to show him you are the best wife. Because we have learned that work is the man's priority. Achievement is orientation. The man's work is going through challenges. Already he's demoralized. Already he's going through a lot emotionally. Don't add to it. Don't add to it. A man who can pay his bills already is feeling bad. So don't insult him for it. He already, the man knows that a man's pride is to be able to stand before his friends and say, look, you know, I take good care of my home. I pay the bills. I take care of my wife. I take care of my children. That is a man's pride. So if he can't do that, already he feels bad. What he needs from a wife is a good wife is encouragement. That look, we'll go through this. It will not be forever. Believing God with you, praying with you, God will see us through. Look, when you come out of that issue, your husband will never forget. You always talk about it. You always tell people, this is what my wife did for me when we went through that. Fortunately, there are, there are many men, their wife left them when they went going through challenge. Came back home and said, you know, I lost my job. He said, eh, you lost your job, so what are we going to eat? You lost your job. And then after one week, when you don't go to work, <laughs> then you start asking yourself whether you really married well. And this man was hardworking. They even started building a story building around Michelle Camp. Is that what they call Kakasunanka? A man is so responsible that he's taking good care of home to the center, he's bought land and he's building a story building. And then he lost his job. I mean, how could you blame him for it? Some women are so selfish. They never want the husband to taste a penny of their income. 
insult him every day before she will give him food. And one of the insults is like, like this. Aren't you ashamed that you are now the woman and I'm now the man? Now I'm the one feeding you. You are sitting at home doing nothing. One day we, they called us. The guy collapsed. And the, the person who came to find him found him collapsed by the table where they had set the food on the table. That means that the woman set the table, the normal routine, after the insults, he put the food down and left, and left for work. The man was crying, sitting by the food, collapsed. They rushed him to the hospital. He died. Yes, I'm telling you a real life story. He died. Then when he died, you know, the man was working at um, this shipyard, um, Tema shipyard. That's where he was working. So they laid them off. When he died, the following week, they called them back. And when we went to the front, their colleagues, all of them have been called back. The way they were crying. Because they said it was one of the most hardworking guys at their workplace. Hallelujah. At that day, you know, the woman was crying. Because if you don't cry, what will people say? She was crying. <laughs> and the family, I said, leave the building for the woman. Let her take it. I told them, I said, leave everything for the woman. God is the judge. There are things you don't... I said, leave everything for the woman. What use is a building compared to a human being? We've lost a human being. Why do you go fight for a building? He said, leave everything for the woman. But the man died. And men are going through this. When we have the money, we take good care of the home. When we don't have it, we need encouragement. And if you're a woman here, you are looking at your husband's pocket today and you don't respect him, the question is, when he gets the money tomorrow, are you going to respect him? And if you do respect him that time, how do you expect him to see you? Will he see you as a good woman or a hypocrite? Don't you think he will still remember when he had nothing the way you used to treat him? Encouragement. Encouragement. Amen. Let me talk to the men also. I want to talk about six um, basic needs of a woman. The first one is conversation. All women love conversation. If you don't like talking, don't get married. If you don't want to talk, I beg you, don't get married at all. Because if you get married, you must be ready to talk. I'm not talking about talking about sensible things, talking about anything. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, you just have to talk. Because women love conversation. When they come back from work, you need to be able to talk. You know, the challenge with men, men are straight to the point. How was work? Fine. How was church? Fine. That's not what the woman is asking. Tell him how you, from, from the house to work, everything you saw on the way, every junction. Don't give her everything and leave her alone. Somebody could replace you there for your wife and your family. Even for those of you, I know some of you, you have, your work schedule is so busy. But still make quality time. If it's at the weekend, make time. Spend quality time with your wife and the children also. Very important. Attention. The next one is affection. Affection. Every man say affection. I can't hear the men in the house say Affection. Affection means special care. One thing that can just excite a woman so much is affection. Affection means special care. Affection means pamper your wife. Hello? Treat her special. Women want to be treated special. Treat your wife special. And that is very important. And you can do that once a while with unexpected gifts. If your wife asks you for something and you buy it, that's not affection. Affection is surprise. 
Hello? Affection is you plan your wife's birthday long before it comes. Not that the thing passed, you forgot. And then she's now telling you, say, oh. If you don't remember your wife's birthday, you are a shameful husband. And your sin um, requires special attention. So, occasional outings, once a while, call your wife and say, don't cook, I'm taking you out. That's affection. Don't leave her in the kitchen forever. Take her to an expensive restaurant and then spoil her with food, with good food. Tell her, order anything, don't worry. According to your pocket. Expensive restaurant according to your pocket. Yeah, special occasional outing, occasional trips. Plan a trip with your spouse. Plan a trip with your spouse. Just go out alone, leave the children somewhere. They've been disturbing for a long time. Look out and get out of the house. Aren't you tired of your house? Amen. Amen. Does it make sense? Yes. I want to conclude by saying, you cannot treat your wife, if you're a man, you cannot treat your wife like yourself. God created that, that person differently. And she's come into your life to perform specific functions that will help you. If you're a woman, you cannot treat your husband like yourself. Understand him as a different creation of God. You are all equal in status, but different in function. You are all the same as human beings, but different in gender, for that matter, different in function. You need to understand how women think and how they go about things. If you are a woman, you need to understand how men think and how they want to go about their life. And when you do that, a marriage will have more peace and fulfillment and more joy, and God, whose name will be glorified. I pray that the Lord will bless your marriage and then give you peace and fulfillment and take your life forward in the name of Jesus. Hope you've been blessed by today's message. You can contact Reverend Hubert on 030-340-7970 or 024-33-11201. Remain blessed.